Well, thank you so much for joining us on Take 10. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Carol Zerdiel. And on our Take 10 hotline from deep in the state of Florida, Dr. Jamie Heisman, nationally known psychotherapist and expert on caregiving as well. And we're going to take a moment, as we do on Take 10, to set up the topic. And Carol Zerniel is going to do that for us. Well, thank you, Ron. Uh, nice to see you. Nice to see you, Dr. Jamie. Good to uh, see but, both you know, of you. I was, And here we are on the radio. Um, this is our Zoom radio days. You know, things have changed. When you have the face of radio, you really do have a face. So uh, I was thinking about, you know, when things don't go the way you think they're going to go, let's talk about the someone you're caring for that has cancer and they're in remission and it comes back. Um, it, or let's say it's COVID and you think we're done with that and it, with the Delta variant, it comes back. Psychologically, uh, Jamie, what does that do to us when we ha- think things are getting better and we see the light at the end of the tunnel and all of a sudden the tunnel collapses in on us? This is a great topic. I can, I can tell you too, frankly, and this is I'm not promoting any school of thought, but I always remember in my trainings, teachings, and, and meditative times about what the Dalai Lama always said. Dalai Lama always said, don't get too happy and don't get too sad. And so expectations are the seeds of resentment, as we all know. We've talked about that often. So looking at things in that optimistic way, in the way that we're out of the woods or that, let's say, the cancer remission, we, we did it, you know, we're down. It's great to be elated for a moment, but those expectations are our greatest downfalls. I deal in the psychiatric world or the addiction world. Um, they take us away from the present moment. So just like COVID as well, you know, we had to, we have to stay vigilant. We have to, like the parent, be fair, consistent, available. We cannot get ahead of our skis here. And I think that's what relapse often says. We need to be kind to ourselves three steps forward, two backwards, and realize that the path of, of healing is a slow one, an arduous one. But be prepared for the three back and uh, three forward and two back. If we had that mindset with COVID or we had that mindset with loved ones we were taking care of, we'd be more on the even plane for ourselves, taking care of ourselves and them. So, you know, I sometimes those of us who, when things start going south again, we kind of start, I don't know, developing our own like superstitions, right? Like knocking on wood, or we think that there's some way we can ward some of this off. I know when I'm traveling, I never say the words, the plane is on time, because the minute I say on time, things go south. So is that kind of normal to start, you know, doing these superstitious mind games? Because you that you're hoping it's going to change your luck. Well, you know, Carol, you're just proving out our topic that we have done for years here, that with caregivers especially, that the more out of control we are in our minds, which obviously the relapse in COVID or God forbid a relapse in the cancer, the more controlling we actually get in our lives. So it's almost an illusion. So superstitions, you know, going and saying, if I knock on this or if something comes in between, that is really a sign of saying, wow, I'm a little bit out of control. Now I'm going to rely more on that superstition. And so that's more of a controlling, it's more of that when really the most critical and important thing again is to have that even keel to not necessarily rely on the, on the superstitions. I, I love the fact that you're doing it. I'm sure for me, it's habitual sometimes as well, but for us to be on our toes and taking care of our mind and our body and our soul. So we don't have to look at the 
tomorrow is a huge expectation. The cancer is cured. COVID is gone. We just need to stay very vigilant, very health conscious, and very much on the surfboard throughout. And what are we doing when we engage in those uh, anti-superstition kind of acts? I'm thinking of, of baseball players, for example. If a pitcher's on a winning streak, he won't change his shirt, his undershirt. If uh, a hitter is doing well, uh, he'll wear the same socks, game after game after game. Uh, do we tend to believe for real that that makes a difference? Yeah, we do, actually. And that's the challenging part. I get it. I'm a baseball fan. I've seen it. I, I can imagine what Carol uh, is doing with that, too. Look, my daughter and I, when we see a, a lamppost, and if I go on the left, she goes on the right. Like my mom always said, bread and butter, butter. bread and butters. Right. So we don't get ever <laughs> separated in the future. But Ron, to your point is, yeah, we, we kind of relax into this habitual sort of way we look at life. And, you know, it would be much better if we had that, you know, sort of self-esteem. We knew we were on two feet, come what may, and we're kind of prepared. Um, but for a baseball player, I'm sure if he put those clean underpants on or whatever he was going to do that was brand new, it would put him in a state of, of really dis disorientation. And he would, or she would, whoever it is, would have to be with a therapist, just like addiction work and titrate themselves and fill those gaps when they weren't doing these things with more positive things. There is a clinical way out, but I haven't figured it out yet. I don't want anybody to think I'm a guru here because I came from a very superstitious Russian Jewish mother. God rest. Well, we'll give you a moment to think about that while I let folks know who may have just joined us. You're listening to take 10. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host Carol Zerniel. And with us on the Take 10 hotline from Florida, Dr. Jamie Heisman. And, and Jamie, that's a good point about uh, superstitions that come passed down from parent to child. Uh, is that typical in most families? It is. It's, it's what, you know, we get a lot of things passed down. I mean, it's a whole nother show. We get traumas passed down. It's part of our DNA. My dad was a Holocaust survivor. So we started on that way, but certainly we do. Um, my mom, God rest her soul. You know, I always ask my mom, how come I'm only this height five nights? She says, well, too many people stepped over you when you were a child. So it, <laughs> it, myself early on, I honest to God as a child didn't question that. So I think that we get it handed to us culturally. Actually, we also in family like trauma, we recreate our parents' parenting, which we should not. We should intervene. So actually we can change the ongoing traumas and, and dramas and even superstitions that we pass down. But I haven't been too successful with that if my daughter is saying bread and butter. I think most of it I've solved for. She knows if I step over her, she's still gonna grow. But other things I don't think I have. Now for people who are of deep faith, when there is a relapse, does it cause them to question God? Hey, look, things are going great. I prayed to you. Things are looking up. And wham, all of a sudden they're not. Two things occur there, Ron. It's a fascinating thing. We can always talk about it now or another show. Take the Holocaust, okay? So many people came out of the Holocaust, became much, 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 much more religious, believe it or not, and found the gratitude, whatever they found, and became orthodox, right? But my father on the other side came out of it and said, no, you're right. Exactly what you said. God wasn't there. I'm done with this stuff. So when we are out of control again, we get more controlling. And my father did not find, though, I mean, I, I wish he did another transformative path, but, but he did uh, give up on it. I don't think everybody does. I don't think there's a rule, but it usually falls into those two camps. I'm done with this. Never helped me in the first place, or I'm going to be twice as vigilant because now I'm twice as fearful. Well, what, you know, things can get worse. I mean, they can get worse. And so you were talking about being even keeled. 
Um, is that possible when things are getting worse? Is it possible yeah. when the ground's coming out from under your feet? I think that's not just possible, but it has to be a treatment course for ourselves. I think that the more we look, and this is temporal lobe work, let's say breath work, meditation, support groups, yoga, you know, if it's think it's going to get worse, you're right, Carol. I mean, it's, it's pretty much the, the Peter Prince, but it's probably going to get worse. However, when, not during crisis, but in our normal lives, that's when we want to feed the temporal lobes. That's when we want to do, get not think it's going to get worse. And if it does build up that emotional bank account with resiliency so that if it does, and that's catastrophic thinking, once again, that's something we need to deal with clinically. But if it does, you're already there. You've, you've got the resiliency that you can pull from, even if it gets worse from your emotional bank account. I'm thinking about my emotional bank account. So when you describe that in good times, I'm, is that, you know, how do we, how do we, put things into the account. What is it that we're doing? Well, that's the strategies. Let's say the temporal lobe. That's the breath work. That's like getting out and walking and exercising a little bit. Maybe it's going to see a therapist. When you're not in crisis, when you're just in regular life, it's more easy to build your emotional bank account, make deposits, just like your bank account uh, that you do. it. Listen, if you got to pay your mortgage or your car, you're going to go to the bank account. Well, guess what? If you have a crisis or things get worse, you need to go to your emotional bank account in the same way. And you're hoping that there's something there when things go south. If there's not, you're in trouble. That's just like taking those little mini vacations or, you know, you're trying to restore. Exactly. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Ron Aaron, along with Carol Zernio and Dr. Jamie Heisman. We'll catch you next time on Take 10. <laughs> 